Welcome back, listeners, to the Purposeful Marketing Podcast. We have the entire crew here, Aaron, Mary, and James. We're going to break down a topic that's on most people's mind because they spend a lot of time there, maybe outside of work, maybe at work, and that's using TikTok. And specifically, I want to ask the question, can TikTok work for B2B? Now, before we break it down, I think I want to lay the foundation a little bit is in marketing, everything's going to evolve. How your customer's buy is going to evolve, the tactics you deploy is going to evolve, the way your strategy should, your positioning, and the channels where you put your energy and effort need to evolve too. So this is really not a question of, you know, if TikTok's going to work for B2B, but like, when should it? And, and where should we start? And why should we do it? Because the fact is your customer is already there. You know, all of us probably have a TikTok. James can give his opinion if he has one. I don't think he does. But I know the generations below us, they're going to have a TikTok or they're going to have the next social media platform. And we as marketers need to be prepared for it. So Mary's had her TikTok journey over the last couple of months. And what we've kind of asked her to do is really just give us her insights. What, what have you been doing on there, Mary? I know you've been pretty active recently. Yeah, I've just been posting um, the same content that I post on LinkedIn, but in TikTok video form. So it's pretty much as simple as that. I'm using the TikTok video or I'm using LinkedIn to distribute my TikTok content. And that's worked out really well. Um, I took some pointers too from, there was a great podcast by, I think, Chris Walker and Daniel Murray of the Marketing Millennials, where they were like, Hey, if you're going to do TikTok, at the very least, you have to commit yourself for 60 days because it takes the algorithm a while for it to figure you out. And the reason I did it is for the reasons you said in the intro, Erin, is younger generations are on it. Um, even if older generations say they're not on it, a lot of them are. So, you know, a lot of people are consuming there. It's the most used and downloaded app in the world right now, surpassing Facebook with the most users. So people are on there, they're consuming it. And the really interesting thing about TikTok as a social media platform is it's the first one that is interest-based rather than follower-based. So your content is distributed based on what the algorithm thinks people want to watch based on all of the data points that it knows about you. So other content you've watched, how long you've watched it, um, people you follow, et cetera, et cetera. So anything that shows you're interested in a certain topic, TikTok will try and show it to you over and over and over again. So you might have noticed that if you know you watch three puppy videos on TikTok for the next like three or four days, TikTok's going to send you like 10 puppy videos in a row just to see if you keep watching it and if you keep liking it. So that's what I found so far. It's been very interesting. And I did find that the longer I was on it, the more viewers I got. So it was a kind of nice little upward curve. Um, but the beginning was rough in terms of eyeballs on your content, especially if you're used to creating on another platform. So on LinkedIn, I'll get anywhere from like maybe four to 20,000 eyeballs on a post that I do. And in TikTok, it's like more like 300 to 1400 to start. I'm sure if I was more consistent, it would get up there. Um, we have another person at Gorilla who's been posting content on TikTok regularly, more about his hobbies, not necessarily B2B marketing content. And he has like 
he'll get, you know, 50,000 views and he has like 10,000 followers. So the longer you're on it and the more consistently you post, you can grow a decent user base. So those are my lessons so far. <laughs> okay. Th those are great. Like there's so much insight packed in there. So I'm just gonna point some out and then James, I want you to comment on something. So we kind of broke out like where to start, uh, maybe kind of what content format you should use, maybe how you should distribute it and redistribute it. Talked about the algorithm and how that works specifically and then timing. So before we even get to those five, like James, the question I want to ask you is as someone who creates content, does this whole idea of like, there's a new platform, does that matter to you? Do you even, does that even impact your thinking about how to create content? Yes, it does. And that kind of makes me think of like, you know, the question that I, that I would ask Mary, and I guess I'm going to like make a point and ask a question at the same time try and do that probably going to fail um like you need to you can't just if you just go to a channel and you're like this is just a this is just going to be a distribution channel for me like that's all this is going to be i'm not going to create anything that i'm going to have optimized for this i'm not going to be thinking about what my viewership on this channel looks like what my audience looks like on this particular channel like you're not giving the channel a fair shake. You're doing the version of like, we're going to try work from home as a company where you just send people home with their equipment and like you still do everything on email and you don't have project management software and like it fails miserably. And then you're like, work from home sucks. Like you're not giving the channel a fair shake if you don't rethink the way that you make content. Like if, if I just take a blog post and I go on TikTok and I sit there with like my computer in front of me and I read the blog post, like I physically read it so that it's a video. Like I will, <laughs> like I, I should be, that should be a crime, you know? <laughs> um, so I guess my question to Mary would be like, well, if you're just, if you're taking your LinkedIn content and you're then producing it on TikTok, like what does the process of like taking LinkedIn content and producing it on TikTok look like? Um, do you think that you sh do you want to continue doing that? Is the reason that you do that because it's easy or is the reason you do that because like you really do think it's the best thing? Um, that's a lot of questions, but maybe if you could just talk about that in general. Yeah. So my TikTok content is a little bit different than my LinkedIn content In my LinkedIn content. I use almost all the characters every time. So LinkedIn gives you 3,000 3, characters per text post. And my TikTok videos are definitely not that. I try and shorten them up. And then to appease the algorithm, I do a lot of listicles and like pop-ups. So I do tailor the content to the channel, to your point, James. And I could not agree more with your sentiment that if you find a social media channel doesn't work for you, it is you and not the social media channel. There's no way that hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people have made a platform work and it's the platform's fault that it didn't work for you. It's just, that's illogical thinking. I'm gonna jump in and, and maybe like put a flag in the sand that we might need to go to one side or the other of, you know, there's, because you're using, you use TikTok for personal branding. Yeah. So like that is a different, animal and we've talked about personal branding before mm -hmm. and um 
the the flag that the red flag and what you said that made me think about this is like it's not the channel it's you and it's like what i would say to that is you don't need to change yourself to fit the channel you just need to find the channel that makes sense for you totally um, because when i hear about like your experience on social media i'm thinking about personal branding but when i'm thinking about b2b like b2b tiktok um like trying to drive results for your company um i think now we're getting into something where well if it's not my personal brand like you know i should probably try you know yeah. i should try to to figure out what works on this channel i shouldn't just say oh like TikTok, you know it's ugh. i didn't get results after 30 days like and i'm a beast like there's no way that you know it works because i would have got results if it did like there you have to you have to give yourself a chance to actually succeed and find something you owe it to your employer in some way they're paying you to figure this thing out um i guess like what is different about kind of the the platform itself when it comes to like advertising for your company um then say like a different channel like i'm i'm in the dark about how ads even work like can you even can you even purchase ad time on tiktok like how do you target like i i have no idea like i haven't i've never seen a tiktok an ad on tiktok i don't have <laughs> tiktok so so i i need to be like seriously educated okay yeah, this is great. yeah. go ahead Aaron. Uh, all right so i'll tackle it from the performance marketing standpoint which i probably should know more than i do and then, yeah, Mary, you come back in and answer that strategy piece of like, if I'm B2B, like, where do I start and why do I want to be in this channel? So specifically, I wanted to talk about how that interest algorithm works and how that's way different than other distribution. So with TikTok again, the three of us could open up the TikTok app and see completely different content. And we may never see the same content as each other. Again, that's all based on that interest algorithm. Whereas in LinkedIn and Facebook, how you find content is essentially based on two things, either who you follow um, or it's getting paid distribution to you, right? <laughs> so people are targeting you with that content. TikTok does not work that way. Like literally trying to find the same video can be challenging sometimes because of how the interest targeting works is they want you to come on the app, keep scrolling, and they're going to feed you that content that they know is relevant to you based on the algorithm. So why that can be very compelling from a distribution channel is on the ad side for TikTok ads, I have watched a little bit. You can still pull the same levers. I can target interests. I can target audiences. I can target channels. Or, I'm sorry, I guess accounts. Um, you can do those things. But what I really want people to think about is the type of content you can make can be so much different. Is Mary, I'll use a term that you use. Um, the riches is in the niches or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> You can get super duper specific. And this is why it works so great for B2B is because how people are using TikTok as a channel now is really usurping Google is if I want to know how to do something, if I want to understand this topic more, I'm going to go to TikTok because there's deeper analysis. Um, there's more interesting ways to get that information and those details and it gets fed directly to me. I don't have to do any of the work. So again, it can be a super compelling distribution channel for companies if they can get the content right, because you don't have to work so hard to get it in front of the people at the right time and right place. 
So I'll pass it over to you, Mary, maybe to convince our listeners to start from a strategy standpoint. Yeah, from a strategy standpoint, um, never has customer research been more important than if you're considering TikTok. Like there's no way you will create compelling enough content without deeply knowing your customers or the customer vertical whom you're targeting for the next one to four quarters. Um, because of this inter interest-based algorithm, if you find out, um, let's see, give an example, um, you're a generator distribution company. You sell generators, VFDs, motors, electrical power supplies. Um, and you find out that you know, your ICP is engineering firms and they care deeply about matching bid specs. So boom, you just found your ICP, you found what they care about. You're gonna wanna do really short videos about what bid specs are, how to read and understand them, how you can sub them in with different electrical supply substitutes if you can, um, all potential topics, but that all has to start with customer research. If you don't deeply know your customer, you will definitely fail at TikTok. One other thing I want to answer because James, you asked like, what does an ad look like on TikTok? Well, the best ads don't look like ads. And when we use the term native content, TikTok really forces you to be native in a way that I have not seen on other ad platforms. I'm going to try to articulate it here. So one of the key features of TikTok is audio as a component of your content and there's trending audio. Well, guess what? You don't know that unless you're just scrolling through your for you page and you start to see the pattern of this audio come up, right? So maybe it's actual track of an artist. Maybe it's an audio pulled from a movie clip um, that's repurposed. But essentially what I'm saying is there's these patterns on the platform that you have to participate. So where you actually find it is when you go create the video on TikTok, it'll be right there. So if anyone tried this, go to TikTok, start to create your own post, then you'll see TikTok trending sounds that you can add natively to your content. That in itself is like so different. <laughs> You know, because the platform is literally telling me like what is trending on the platform and you should use it, participate with it. Um, don't make something that's different. We want you to make something that everyone recognizes and understands the pattern. So it really forces you to do native content, produce it. And from the ad side is there are components that show that it's an ad, but even how it's designed is just way different than anything else. And if you're a smart enough marketer to understand the trends and patterns and you just make your ad natively, no one will be able to tell, right? I think that's the beauty of it because we know customers are sensitive to ads. We hear it all the time. You know, if you go on Google SERP, they're like, I'm not going to hit the four first ad results. Heck no, I'll scroll down and click something organic because I trust it more. So there's just components about TikTok that make content easier to be more native and also like we'll build trust over time just because of how native the content is. Yeah, so I've got a couple questions based on that. I want to, I want to poke at something you said, but first I just want to say, like, I think what's compelling about the idea of TikTok and, and why you need to know your customers is like LinkedIn is this kind of fake social media platform. You know, you're not competing against people for other people's attention. Like you're competing against for the most part, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Like for the most part, you're competing against people that aren't being themselves, um, they're shilling, or you're competing against other companies. 
on TikTok, when you're competing for someone's attention, you're competing against real user-generated content and people like user-generated content quite a lot. And if you're going to be something that keeps someone's interest, if you're going to produce something that keeps someone's interest, you have to do it with an equal amount of authenticity as, you know, the guy who's literally composing a song live right there in front of you. Like you, there's, there's an amount that from a standpoint of like someone just scrolling and getting fed stuff by the algorithm, um, the bar is way higher. Um, I do want to poke at what you said about like, you know, you might not even t be able to tell it's an ad. And I guess that makes me think of something like, well, did you miss the point? You know, like, so what, so, so then explain to me, like, what's the value? You know, I've got like, let's say I've got my marketing team spending all their time making TikToks and nobody who's watching those TikToks has any idea that they're ads for my company. So like, how do I, how do I walk that line in a B2B setting and, you know, translate like, oh, like, you know, your marketing team or your engineers are getting all these views on TikTok. Um, how do you do that in a way that produces a business result in the long term? You know, maybe you can't measure it like right away, but like, I'm saying like, how do you avoid people just enjoying your content for the sake of enjoying it and not turning into customers? This is a very good question, James, and I'm glad you're poking the argument because it's something to think about that, like, what are ads for and what should I be doing with ads? And I think the gray area between that question is like what marketers struggle with is I think we're led to think that ads in themselves should lead to some kind of action. I pay money. I get this kind of result. I think if you listen to the show and again, what we're trying to do at Gorilla 76 at Proofpoint is that may not be the main objective for advertising. Our objective may be we need to get this content in front of someone. It is a necessity for us to distribute this in front of our ideal buyers because what our content provides is education, value, demonstrating the pain points that your customers face and that we have to solve, right? All that stuff may not lead to the Legion form filled, right? We did that episode um, a while back, or that may not lead to a conversion. But what TikTok can do and kind of what advertising can do now in 2023 is we can like get that guaranteed content distribution in front of these people who need to see that content. I think again, we asked the question like, what should marketing do? Help our customers. I need this content in front of my customers because I know it's going to help their job. From a strategy standpoint, Mary, did, does that fit? Do you think differently? Um, yeah, I um, I take a hard stance on business, right? So if you're, to James's point, you're paying, let's say your whole marketing team to make TikTok videos of your engineering team walking through products. And I'm agreeing with you, Aaron, that maybe not, everything should be measured, but everything should be measurable. So an, a way to measure the impact of TikTok could be a, how did you hear about us on your high intent forms on your website? If you have relatively short sales cycles, let's say six to 12 months, you should be seeing people coming in within four to six months saying, I heard about you on TikTok. If that's not happening, maybe you should reassess whether this is a valuable channel for your marketing team to be spending their time. 
And I guess like I would kind of come back and, and say from like a content perspective, you know, you could, your engineers could make really awesome, valuable content and have it be so far from an ad that it doesn't like, there's an amount that you need to compel people to see something as an advertisement, like that, that you, that it's very, it's it, like, if you're demoing a product, like it'll look, if it looks like a product demo, someone will see it and be like, oh, that's a product demo. Like they kind of get the gist of that. Um, but I wonder like, is there, is there a type of content that looks so native and is so removed from like a business outcome that even people like, cause the thing is people, especially like our age who grew up with technology have been consuming ads digitally since we were four, you know, we can, we know what an ad is because of all of the things that it does, not because it says promoted above the picture, but we know it's an ad because of the things that it says and the things that it tells us to do. And we can still choose to like the ad. We can still choose to get value from the ad, even knowing it is an ad, but we know that it's an advertisement because of the way that it communicates to us. Like if you get rid of that, like if you get rid of that entirely, like, can you go too far to where like 2 million people saw this product demo and 200,000 of them are in our ICP and we got two calls because they just didn't really know that it was an ad. They just thought it was freaking sweet. Like, is there a, like, there have to be, I, I feel like I, my brain's going off and like, I'm red flagging. Like you have to keep thinking about conversion. Mm when you're creating the content, because like you can go too native in my opinion, like, and you can be like really helpful and be an ad that's totally possible. Um, you know, especially if you're just making the content organic, like it's still intended to reach people and produce a business result over time as part of your entire content strategy. Um, I feel like, something I would, I would like to flag is like people going out there and searching for like developing a followership or developing, but never using it. You know, if, if your company is, has a strategy that involves getting views on the content, um, participating in trends, you know, doing all of this, but you don't use any of that. Um, you're kind of missing the point still because people still need to be told to purchase from you in some way, they still need to be guided to understanding that of where your product fits in. Um, and I worry that TikTok makes it too easy to take your money and show its viewers something that they don't even dis they don't even glean your company from the content. You know, they don't even glean the actual message they glean like this thing that you've diluted into a TikTok post from, from the message. I think there's, there's, I sense peril there. I haven't, you know, I haven't explored the channel enough, but I, I sense a lot of people going 
getting outside of maybe what's actually effective um, as advertisement to make something that's effective as a TikTok. Um, and in a lot of cases, I would love something like that. And I think it's probably great in moderation. You know, I think stuff like that can be fun. I think your people should have fun and, um, you know, other, other people should see how your company has fun and how the people like working there. And like, that's valuable. Um, but I think your strategy should involve taking the viewership that you earn and turning it into something that helps your business. Um, like a TikTok followership for the sake of is a lot different than a LinkedIn followership for the sake of they they have different people are on the platform for different reasons. Um, they're consuming different content for different reasons. Um, so I think turning that into a business outcome is different. Um, feels different to me. I mean, I could be totally wrong and that would be something that way more is the responsibility of you weeks as the performance marketer mm -hmm. to tell me that I'm wrong, but I get that feeling. Totally. So, okay. These are really good questions. That's why we asked why. Um, from a performance marketer standpoint is I do need to report back to revenue. And how can I get there? There's a reason right now why I cannot think of any B2B brands killing it on TikTok ads because I haven't seen anybody talk about it. I can name several DTC folks. I'll name some at Jones Road Beauty. Like they're killing it on TikTok ads. And you can go follow their marketers. They're very smart. And they'll give you all the data, all the information. Even the organic content, I can think of two such brands that are killing it in Duolingo and Scrub Daddy. And if you want examples of native content, go look at those pages. But if you're going to enter this space, you really need to think about what James is talking about is I can't just run experiments to run experiments. I need to unlock that business growth. How do I do it? I don't have an answer for you today. And I think that's the beauty of marketing is like, let's go find it out. You know, everyone listening, everyone here, let's go do it. Let's go find it out. But there are specific ways to do it. And let's bring it back to Mary, because I think there was an intentional way of the reason why you chose TikTok, right? And how that helps your personal branding strategy. And not necessarily, we haven't done it for B2B yet, but maybe there's some insights in there. Yeah. So um, are you asking me like what my strategy is like going into TikTok or? Exactly. Like maybe if you can break it down of like, why did you choose it? <laughs> you yeah. Know? What are you trying to do with it? Like, what are your goals with it? And maybe that can really align some thoughts for people who want to do it for their, their business. Yeah. So my reason for going on, it was twofold. Number one, there was a lot of people going on it. So I wanted to see if there was an appetite for the type of content I like to create. Um, and that's mainly educational content around, um, B2B marketing. And then two, the LinkedIn algorithm was really pissing me off. So I was like, I need to diversify my assets if I'm going to think in investment terms. And so I went on to TikTok to see if I could make it or break it there. Um, so that's the reason why my goals are pure education, maybe a little bit of entertainment, since that's definitely leaning more toward the entertainment side than on LinkedIn, since that's what um, the TikTok algorithm tends to favor. And then my strategy is definitely more tactical so far on TikTok. 
TikTok. So I noticed that my strategic posts or my posts that don't have tactical, actionable advice don't do as well um, if I'm talking high-level strategy. Um, they do very well on LinkedIn if I try and talk high-level strategy. Um, so very interesting differences in content consumption on either platform. Yeah, that's so interesting because I think I want to talk about content and then I want to end with time. Um, but content, again, is how I observe people use this. And by that, I mean myself, my wife, and our peers is they're literally going on TikTok to search specific things. You know, it's what is this restaurant serving and why, you know, and then someone shows you, you know, our Sometimes I look at car stuff, <laughs> you know, how to fix this thing in my car. There's this transition happening from, I'm sure there's other smart marketers talking about this too, like from YouTube to TikTok. Like if you want to really relate TikTok to a platform, it's like YouTube. There's so much how-to content. There's so many experts in different fields just talking about their expertise. Like that's just a total different world than LinkedIn. <laughs> and again, we should do another episode on LinkedIn. I think that'd be fun because... James, your comment about it's a fake social media network is like getting my mind turning here. Um, but let's pivot from content to timing. And I'll ask you both. If you're going to create any type of content as a marketer, how should you think about time? Let's start with you, James. Um, I mean, I guess there's a couple ways to think about this. And I'm thinking about like the time of the post, mm -hmm. like the duration and like that the answer that's a cop out but is the answer is whatever it takes you know whatever the whatever the best amount of time is that's the right amount of time there's there's i don't know if tiktok has like a cap um on how long a post can be or how long a post must be you know if you can make like a second and a half post um but i think especially like as people start to understand that TikTok is a search engine in the way that YouTube is. Um, like length is the length, you have to be able to cover the thing because especially if it's like a how-to, you have to be thorough, but you have to be palatable. Like, and it's, yeah, it's hard to be both. I mean, I think the thing that we've come to a lot is with TikTok, you have to be good at creating content. You have to be actually good um, you need to actually know the customer and actually deliver something that matters to them, which is people miss on more than they think they do. Um, so in terms of like time to produce, I have no insights in terms of time to produce. I, I, I don't, uh, I guess, you know, I don't know enough about the value you know, I, I haven't seen enough of the data to say, but if, if you care about it as like being a valuable, like searched landed on video, I mean, put at least as much time in it as you would into a blog post, um, with the same goal. Um, so that would, that would be kind of my take on it there. Um, the amount of time that it's worth taking is totally dependent on the value you expect or hope to get from it. It, I love that we're on the same wavelength and you just broke that down, James. You are so perfect. I'm glad you're here. Um, 
I think there was a lot of important stuff in that. And again, the idea of like whatever it takes, and that's how you should view all content. Um, just some specific answers for people is um, at one time, TikTok, I think you'd only upload a three minute video and then they just went to 10 minutes. So they are still shorter um, content format and specifically the videos that are shorter than three minutes, I think do and perform very well. Now, Mary, the time question for you again is you kind of already covered it, but from a strategy standpoint, how much time should I give this to validate it and make sure it's viable for basically my marketing plan and strategy? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, hmm, I would say at least as long as your sales, typical average sales cycle length. Yeah, short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, and it does not have to be complicated. It just has to be, are you getting consistent people coming in, filling out your high intent form saying they heard about you on TikTok? Like, it does not have to be any more complicated than that. Yeah, that's perfect. And I was going to follow that up from measurement time is it should be something around that too, is if I'm starting to get content shipped to market today, how long's my sales length? <laughs> Imagine they're going to see it today and then they're going to follow that sales length and close at a later point. So however long that is, that's probably how long you should give it to measure it. I want to speak about time a different way because again, James got my gears turning is I think a super underrated component about TikTok is how quick it is to edit videos. And again, I think from my experience, from video editing experience, um, I know how long it takes me to do something in Adobe Premiere, which is what I do to edit this podcast. Sometimes I can do some stuff way quicker in TikTok. I think that's why people really gravitated toward using that app because it's like, you can do um, your, your subtitles, you can do all that micro clip content, you can um, put graphics on there, you can pull the trending audio. Like again, it's, you have a whole editing suite in TikTok that makes it so easy to make content. I think that's really why it's blown up a lot. And it's just, I haven't heard anyone else talk about it and that's been on my mind. So <laughs> any final thoughts on TikTok from anyone in the group here? Yeah, I think if we're bringing it back to the original question, which is can, B2, can TikTok work for B2B? The answer is definitely yes, but you should have a content strategy already laid out and you should have a channel where you already know organic content is working. So I can think of one client in Gorilla's roster who would be ideal for TikTok because they've already made an organic podcast work for them. They know it works. They're seeing positive ROI from it. They're seeing more downloads. They're seeing all the trends are going up. It's an organic channel. They distribute it and promote it on social media and it's working. So they're an ideal candidate. They already have a content strategy and they've seen organic work elsewhere. Yeah, my answer to the question would be that I know without even using being a user of the platform, I know that it can work because it, if you can beat the threshold of quality, like you have an opportunity to, to communicate really directly with people and, um, and influence them in a really, really person-to-person -person way um, at scale. Um, my advice would be to make sure that you have, make sure you understand, like you think about every post and understand how it contributes to the actual strategy, because, you know, maybe you're 
especially organic, but you know, maybe you just want eyeballs on something. Maybe you do want to capitalize on a trend, you know, but maybe you want to be the thing that shows up when someone looks up how to, you know, wet saw, um, you know, X type of tile or use a particular piece of equipment like that, you know, maybe, you know, using a bunch of trending audio, it can be valuable for the first 10 days. But if you want to create like an actual evergreen searchable asset for the history of TikTok as a platform, maybe even one that you download and put on YouTube so that it can, you know, if TikTok gets canceled for some reason, you still have, you know, the video, like then you, you need to think about the content in a different way. So I would say, you know, like actually understand how this works in your strategy before you go like spending a bunch of time and then claiming that it didn't work for you. Such wise words for my co-host here. Like this is great stuff. Um, how I would answer can TikTok work for B2B? My answer would be, let's find out. You know, if you're listening, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Equip us with what you're doing. I know I'm going to start um, personally and then also for our clients here um, at Proofpoint at some point and Gorilla76, I can imagine you'll get in TikTok someday soon. So appreciate you listeners. Really enjoyed this episode talking about it. I hope you enjoy listening to it and give us a rating. Give us some DMs. Just let us know if you like it. We love that. So enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm.